Um, I do want to point out those pre-penalty kick shenanigans from Chiellini. Um, is that the moment you knew Italy were going to win the pens when he and Jordi Alva met at the ref at the center circle? Did you guys see that? That shit was so corny, dude, wasn't it? No, I like it because he's smiling and everything, but in reality, he's saying, ah, like a your wife. <laughs> <laughs> On today's footy corner, Alvaro Morata puts in a good shift and it all goes down the drain as he misses his penalty to keep Spain alive to Irene's chagrin. The Azuri march on, and a happy Jeff talks about how they will win it all. The panel preview the Euro final. Emmy Martinez gets into his opponent's heads, and Everton fans are more salty than the Dead Sea, along with some championship predictions. Next. And we are back on the footy corner. Uh, We have two episodes this week, and we've got the panel here and ready to go. Uh, We'll start with our northern neighbor, top Canadian lad, Jeff Paris. Jeff, how's everything going there? Welcome back. Everything's great. Good good having you back on. You were pretty busy this past week. (laughs) Sorry? You were pretty busy this past week. Yeah, the stores are open, so um, it's just been a busy week. So, so everybody's calling for my help. Save me. Our fans on the pod were missing you, Jeff. We were getting requests to have you back on. So here you are. I know. For the final, for for Italy. Yeah. If this pod, if this podcast was uh, was uh, Seinfeld, I'd be Kramer. I think. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> Everybody cheers when he comes in. He well, comes in really fast and hard. I'll say the the radio in Chicago really does appreciate having you on. I must. Yes. Say. <laughs> <laughs> do you happen to read that? How's everything going there? You're making coffee. Long yeah, time. everything is going good. Fucking finally done with the fucking week. Um, got two finals this weekend, and yeah. um, in a McGregor fight week, so it doesn't get better than that. Um, yeah, weather's looking decent, so I'm happy. Is McGregor supposed to win? No, he's an underdog, actually. Who's he fighting? Uh, Dustin Poirier, the guy that he just lost to uh, like five months ago. How much is it there? It's 69 bucks to watch it here. Uh, yeah, same price. Jeez. But if you have ESPN Plus, uh, it's $50. So. Or if you're oh, wow. willing to risk a, uh, a Russian virus on your computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, this is, which is what I do, but we're going to a bar for it tomorrow, so... We're going to try to act Irish and probably get drunk and root for McGregor, but we'll see what happens. Do, do bars make you pay a minimum to watch the fight? Um, in either no, place? not the one we're going to. Well, do they get it? Do they get in trouble for showing it? Because bars here get in trouble all the time. Um, yeah. No, they pay for it or something. They do something with it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you could do it. You can show it. You can show it legitimately if you pay a price. But yeah. but that price is really steep. Yeah, so, they're so, showing. So people take a risk. Oh, I got you. Yeah, they're showing it. Actually, it's funny you say that. Crossed. Oh, I don't know if I want to say the establishment's name, but I had a buddy that was a waiter at a at a place, and they actually got busted for for what you're talking about. So yeah, I'm in private investigations, obviously, and uh, <laughs> they send they send on nights of a big UFC fight. They send private eyes out to bars, and they just film the screens. Oh shit! shit. Yeah, right. and then, out this that place. <laughs> Jeff would have sent sent the people right right on over. Jeff was about to cancel my uh, my bar <laughs> trip tomorrow if I out yeah. of where I was going. 
But, you know, they take the risk of if they do drop that money, they're like, hey, people are going to pay for it. Well, some, some of them are so dumb they advertise it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. those that do buy the license, they'll probably just figure, hey, if, if this table, you know, spends X amount of money, we should break even or be fine. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting stuff there. Uh, really interesting is how it works. Big sports weekend. Hopefully everyone um, enjoys that. Well, we'll talk about the main stuff here. Let's talk soccer. Let's talk footy. Let's talk Euros. The semifinals are in the books. It's been a few days, so we've been able to sit back and reflect on what we've seen. Uh, Italy and Spain, I'll start there because that one happened first. Uh, it was 1-1 after extra time. They go to Penns. Italy wins 4-2 in Penns. Um, Chiesa, the goal scorer for Italy in, in regular time, and your boy Arine Morata scoring in the 80th minute, but then missing a crucial, crucial penalty. I, I'll start there. Roller coaster match for Morata. What is your guys' uh, take on um, his game? I, I'll say this he didn't start, he came on the pitch. I thought he actually played one of his best games I've ever seen him play on the pitch, and then he just happened to miss the penalty in, a, in such a Morata way. I mean, is it? Go ahead. Um, I'm just going to have a short analysis of this, man. I think he's still shit. Um, when you're playing at that stage, at that level, you got to hit that pen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still think he's garbage. He's still the worst striker. I, no, I'm being serious when I say that. He's the worst striker I've legitimately ever seen, and he just plays with insane talent. I think that's what it is with him. Um, but, yeah, people want to – I saw a lot of people saying, oh, he scored the most goals for Spain or whatever. It's like, bro, because he's been there for a while, A, and B, look who he's played with his whole fucking career at Spain. I mean, that's that's my take on it. I think you could put any striker from Europe on that team as my fridge decides to go AWOL. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's my take on him, and he should have hit it. It's on him. The loss is on Alvaro Morata. That's my take on it. I think I think there's a good striker in him, but he won't find it. I I think he's just like he's just a calamity waiting to happen he'll still get you some goals but like such a calamity (laughs) I think at the standard of the club level of um honestly I'll even say all three of our teams even at your your, at Arsenal I don't think he I think he'd torture us like he'd be the worst thing to ever watch in our lives I will admit, I don't want that. I saw Jeff going in like a positive direction and then he's like, but I can't find him. Amazing stuff. But yeah, I'll say, I don't, yeah, you're right. If you want to measure it by, hey, would you take Murata on your team? I think we'd all answer no. And I'm curious to see how uh, the others would answer at the footy corner too. Um, my guess is also Steven Nikhil would say, no, Brian, you already had him. Probably don't want him again. Um, but yeah, I just, I just kind of felt, I didn't feel bad because I, I was making fun of him, but of course, when you make fun of him and he scores, you're like, oh boy. And I thought, like I said, that was maybe the, the best game. Not saying he, you know, he was amazing by any standards, but the best I've seen him play. And then he misses. And then, so Arin, were you ever nervous that you'd have to get his jersey? No, because I would require him to score in the final and then <laughs> win. I don't think they stand a chance against uh, England. Well, um, I'll ask this. The match in itself, it had an interesting flow to it. So when I saw the lineup come out, you noticed there was no Morata, no Gerard Moreno for Spain. And therefore yeah. I'm thinking, hmm, maybe Luis Enrique is setting up for a sit back and then a counterattack. You know, they had faster guys up front kind of pulling the Man City thing. 
And so I was expecting kind of Italy to carry the match and then Spain to try to hit on the, the counter, but Italy didn't fall into that trap. But did the match go the way you, like you thought the flow would go? Because I, I, I thought this is the new Italy. They're going to have possession, but Spain really carried a lot of the possession, um, maybe by design a little bit from Mancini, but how did the flow of the match go compared to what you guys thought? And wasn't this one of the best matches you thought of the, of the tournament? It was a good match. Like, I, I remember back in the day, uh, Italy was uh, accused of like just defend, defend, defend. Like, mm-hmm. like they didn't want to play football, and they were going to make sure you didn't play football either. Like, and we're talking about like the big games. Um, yeah, I, I just like they don't need the ball. Like, Italy, they, Italy just needs the ball for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you can have it for the rest of the time. Now, this year was a bit different because Spain scored. Uh, back in the 90s, Spain wouldn't have scored. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I think they may have gone too far back into Italy's past during that game. Yep. But uh, I think they'll fix that. Uh, but in a final, that could be a really boring game and people need to be prepared for that. <laughs> That's true. I do see it going that route because – you know, I look at it, and Spain carried 65% of the ball. Now, I didn't I didn't expect that. Spain has been a possession team this tournament, possession team that hasn't done much with it. And, um, but I thought, yeah, I thought that they were – Look like, at you okay, talking about relatable things. <laughs> right, exactly. No, really, it really is. I think I even said that in one of the group chats, something about Spain remind me of Arsenal in the late Wenger days, a lot of possession without any product. And uh, I thought that's how this match was going. And, and then um, – you know, Chiesa scores that goal and, and, and then the match really, you know, I th- you know, picks up, but I still thought it was pretty decent going into it. Um, I do want to point out those pre-penalty kick shenanigans from Chiellini. Um, is that the moment you knew Italy were going to win the pens when he and Jordi Alva met at the ref at the center circle? Did you guys see that? That shit was so corny, dude, wasn't it? No, I liked it because he's smiling and everything, but in reality he's saying, ah, look at your wife. <laughs> 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 but he does it with a smile. So on TV, they're like, oh, what great sportsmanship. Hey, can I call it your wife? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why Jordi Alba looked so pissed off. Did you, I mean, yeah. And then he starts smacking him and punching him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Treating him like a, like a little brother almost. <laughs> yeah. And then he picks him up. Dude, that At the very end, he like picks him up and shit. I, I don't know why Jordi Alba didn't like rear back and punch or something like bro italians are the best with fucking mind games in i mean it just oh my god bro they are so good at that shit i've i've got to say i've got a special place in my heart for killini ever since the history of the tottenham uh talk he's had and i've mentioned on the show before but you know i did a little deep dive actually into him and apparently there's kind of there is a lot to him actually uh, you know behind the <laughs> the killini he's 36 uh we we know he's he's an older defender um but he also has written a book. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, I believe he has a master's degree. He does, yeah. Right? He has a master's degree. And who was well, it? Onuji might as well. Oh, really? Well, they play, or he's they, going for it. Yeah. They play so smart. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked. And if I have read correctly, too, Alvaro Morata um, was asked, you know, how it was going up against Chiellini. And he said, it's like going against a gorilla in a cage and trying to steal something, you know, like it's impossible. Uh, I mean, I know it is Murata that said that, but 
Uh, we, and we'll talk in the preview later, but it's just amazing how, how he still plays so well. And he plays with joy. Like in the middle of the match, you'll see him smiling. And like, you know, I think it was against, was it against Belgium when he's going up against Lukaku and he'd win the ball and he'd just be smiling. It's like this guy, you know, I, to me, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's that mentality. Like I think anyone else, if you play for Italy's national team on the semifinals, you'd be shitting bricks and pissed off, but he goes out there and you know, when you go out to a field and you just fucking play pickup with the random, the random dudes on the field and you just like laugh and have fun. Like that's just how he comes in with that mentality, mm-hmm. whether it's mind games or what, but I feel like whatever he does, he just plays so loose and that allows his like probably his nerves to calm down. Probably that's why KDB does so good in regular season games and like normal games. Um, because I think they measured his heart rate or something like that. It's the lowest out of like all of the man city players, you know, there's a sense of calmness. And then that allows you to probably bring out the best in you because Chiellini as tall as he is probably isn't the most athletically, athletically gifted. <laughs> like he's very smart. Like you said, high IQ and all that right. shit and, um, very lengthy, which helps them out. So, um, yeah, it's amazing what him and Bonucci are, are well, Bonucci is probably in my opinion, I always rated him a little bit better, but I haven't watched too much of Chiellini. Um, I don't know. It's just technique and IQ, man. That's just what those two are working with, and it's working. It's kind of crazy to think. Yeah, that defense is incredible. Jeff, is there anyone in line after these guys finally retire? I would assume so. <laughs> you know, they gotta play somebody there's probably some kid in naples italy that's gonna be fucking insane you know what i mean that's just what it is there yeah they'll yeah. find like some kid on a swallow or something and then he just ends up like the, he's he's our new guy and then you're like oh who's this guy and then oh five years later he's the best in the world yeah <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Sassuolo, Locatelli looking to go to uh, Juventus. Uh, We'll see if that happens. Um, You know, they did pretty well considering I was a little worried because Spinozola had that Achilles injury and he had been playing so well. You you really feel bad for him. Um, But I think, uh, was it Di Lorenzo stepped in for him, did pretty well. They did Um, miss those runs. I think that was a big part of the problem because he mm -hmm. would just tear down the field suddenly. Uh, So I think think they needed to get – I think they weren't used to not having that – that's true. Yeah. That is true. I, you know, it, it is something you look and say, especially for the final, would, would have been really nice because he was, to me, one of the top 10, 15 players in the whole tournament to this point. Um, but, you know, again, we'll, we'll, so we'll preview that match. Anything you guys want to say before we head? I know we didn't talk too much about Spain. We made fun of Murata. I guess shout out Pedri. He, he I think he had a, a, a crazy stat. He had like 100% pass completion percentage in the whole match, in the whole 120 minutes, which is, ridiculous um and he's only 18 so i guess one to look out for I, I think if anything he's the most impressive player in spain's roster that that popped out to me in the whole euros uh any anything else you guys want to say as we part ways with spain nope um should have allowed real madrid players there a b um i don't know yeah aside from pedri um as far as this kind of whole game is for recapping it I was actually scared that Spain would win that game because I really wanted to see Italy win that. And like, I think anyone that's been following this, the Euros has really gotten behind Italy and Spain has almost done a 180 as far as what they used to be like fucking five to 10 years ago. So it's like, 
you don't really want to see them in the final. And now you want to see Italy in the final. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like when they won, when, when Alvaro Barraro goes up to take that pen, you're just like, thank fucking God we know what's going to happen after this. And it happened. So that's true. I guess he wasn't surprising, but Busquets missing was. So true. Just want to throw that out there. Who's that ugly, who's that ugly guy on uh, Spain? Olmo. <laughs> yeah, right? Olmo. Yeah, he was actually impressive. <laughs> he actually did play well. And it's funny because I did call him garbage at one point, And I knew that was the kiss of death and that he'd play outrageously well. I think at the really beginning of the match, he did something like the first five minutes. And I just said, Olmo equals. And I put a trash bin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he went off and had a really good game. I think he had the assist for the Murata goal. And he, but he's fake. He's fake Spanish. I think he's Croatian. He should have been with Croatia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elmo Elmo was wild then, apparently. So it'll be interesting what happens with him after this. If we hear more about him. Elmo. Amazing. Uh, so we did get the final that I think we've all been looking for. England did beat Denmark 2-1. Uh, but Denmark did strike first, scoring the first goal of the tournament on England. Damsgaard scoring on a pretty good free kick from 30. Before I get into the other goal. Pretty good. Did you guys, is it is it on him or is it on Pickford? The thing, I think the thing with that, um, I don't think it was a mistake mm-hmm. by Pickford, but I think the top goalies in the world save that, and he's not a top goalie in the world. But I don't think that was – I don't think it was a mistake. That was an amazing shot. Yeah. It yeah. was a sick shot, and I do agree with you. I think, I think I saw you – I saw on Facebook you got into a fight with a guy that was claiming Pickford's better than Donnarumma. Yeah. Can you <laughs> what happened there? Yeah, he said uh, Donnarumma uh, was not good and apparently thought Pickford was better, and I, I uh, corrected him. <laughs> and he, I think his claim was that uh, Pickford has given up less goals in this tournament or something. And I, yeah. But I think I agree with you on that Donnarumma is clearly the yeah. better keeper. Of the we, pl- we played Belgium and Spain, and yeah. Belgium and Spain scored one goal each. Right. Whereas you, uh, you Belgium, Belgium was a, a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, um, Arine, you you think um, uh, Donnarumma is better? Yeah, I think Donnarumma <laughs> is underrated. Honestly, he's not talked okay. about enough, and I think I think he's one of the best in the world. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think how he's done it at such a big club for so. He he just moved to Juve, right? Is that where he PSG. just went? No, he's yeah. going, to, P, free, going to PSG. Well, PSG is going to be insane next year, by the way, with yeah. everyone that they've picked up. Um, mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. They just got Sergio Ramos and Wijnaldum, and now they. I mean, it's just crazy. But Aruma. yeah, not do, yeah. I mean, and Navas is a backup. Is that what's going on? I mean, I holy shit. So. I, I yeah. wouldn't see a situation where Donnarumma goes there and backs anyone up. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing it since he was like 15 or 16 at AC Milan. I mean, I don't think that'll ever happen again. I mean, yeah. to get a kid that could rise under that much. But I think it's like this whole Italian team with him. It's like now people are hearing about them because they all fucking play in Serie A. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, it's available to us. I don't know why we just choose not to watch it because everyone's kind of up the Premier League's ass. But like. You know, um, he's been low-key kind of killing it there. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully, like, I, I think they're going to win Champions League next year. It's going to be either them or City. It'll be a fucking great matchup, I think. 
So so clearly he's he's better than Pickford, who we're we're, we're slaying. But he gave up his first goal of the tournament there to to Damsgaard. They, Denmark goes up. Yeah. Nine minutes later, all the English people that were shitting bricks just stopped briefly as Simon Kjar unlucky own goal, to be honest. I, I don't know how else he would have shifted it away. I thought that was actually a really nice team goal from, from England. As much as I hate to say it, Harry Kane with a very nice through ball uh, to Saka, who's making that run, puts it into a – he's the one that put it into a dangerous spot that Kjar couldn't do anything else about than put in his own net. And, of course, you got to credit Sterling for making that run um, – you know, so, you know, what do you guys think about that, that England goal to, to bring them back into it, to make it one, one uh, late in the first half. Um, you, you go first. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I only saw highlights of something. Got us all at work. Okay. Um, yeah. There isn't, I guess, much to, to say about that. When we saw what we saw, but it really, I think brought England back into the match. Um, and I, and I felt at one point, maybe at about minute 60 in the second half, Denmark was just playing for, for pens at some point. Cause you know, it's just, they, they look yeah. tired. They, they, they were tired of running around. Now it brings us to the main question in this match. The greatest question that exists, um, that, that extra time penalty that England won that Harry Kane scored off of. And we'll talk about what happened there in a second. Was that a penalty? Again, yeah. so I'm sure some of you have gotten a chance to see the highlights. You've seen it in slow motion. You've seen it in normal speed. Was Raheem Sterling taken down or was it a dive? It was um, a dive. <laughs> dive, dive, dive. So that's a perfect, like, that's how you dive perfectly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he did it perfectly. Like, he put himself in the position, made that guy, made a little bit of a, mo- a move, and then, like that, he fell to the ground. So... Um, I don't like to see those calls being called in big games or, you know, in normal games, it's like a shitty feeling, but it's like, especially in big games, you're just like, dude, come on. Like, I feel like even though technically that's the rule, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, there should be some sense between like the, the, the ref to be like, all right, he has to understand the magnitude of the game and the situation. And I think unless it's a fucking stone cold foul or even just let it go to VAR. And just check it. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, but the verse screwed up. That's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, and that's that's where it's kind of sucks because you go to VAR and it's gonna prove it wrong. But like, unless it's like a hard foul, let it go. But man, I hate. I just don't like to see it like that, man. I mean, it, it ended in the result I wanted, but it's just, uh, it's annoying, man. It's really annoying. Yeah. When the English commentators watch it back and they say he dove, you know, it's. Yeah. You know, it was a dive. That's true. They were, it's funny too, because these are the same commentators that were upset about Italy's antics late in the Belgium match. They were calling them floppers late in the Belgium match. And then this happens and it's like, well, everyone does it. It's, it's part of the game actually, you know, it's game. Yeah. But uh, you know, and if you're the fan of that team, you're going to say, Hey, I'm glad he took the dive. Even if you, you know, you think it's soft, I'll admit, I agree. I think it was a dive. I will say, I think there was a slight touch. I couldn't tell which defender it was by. Yeah. But he he took that opportunity. He dove. I will say this, though. Despite not thinking that was a penalty, I think the team that deserved to win this match did win the match. England was the better side. And you could argue even before that, they almost, they could have gotten a pen. I think there was a foul called right before Kane was taken down in the box. But, yeah, I, I just hated to see it end like that. Uh, I thought Denmark, you know, had it in them and it would be a, 
I don't know, it'd be interesting. And they actually could have stopped the pen. Schmeichel did stop it. Yeah. But he didn't parry it to the side. You know, he, he played so well. Is it is it tough to blame him for that that error? I mean, he did make the save, unfortunately. I was talking to someone. I'm not blaming anyone who saves the penalty. Okay, yeah. You don't blame him? Yeah. Okay. I agree with Jeff on that. That was... I heard someone saying that instead of trying to punch it, he, he tried to, like, catch it in a weird way, and his arms were, I don't know, people were really getting deep into it. And <laughs> I thought he had a great tournament for Denmark either way. You know? Yeah, I think if it went to pens, I think uh, England would have been in trouble. I think Casper Schmeichel's insane. Um, yes. Yeah. So. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, so they get through. Shout out Denmark. We got to give them big props for for playing through the uh, the adversity they faced. They played <laughs> – arguably their, their best player or one of their best players. Uh, and they proved me totally wrong. As the second half was going to start, I was like, you heard it here first. England's going to slaughter them this half. And it didn't happen. Like, right. I was just waiting for the fucking – the. Um, damn, I was going to say something, but it wouldn't have been legal. Um, I'm, I was waiting for the gangbang to fucking happen. You know what I mean? It never started. I don't That's know. true. Yeah, I mean uh, – yeah, you know, in the end, though, like I said, Denmark was just kicking it away, and I'm like, I don't know how long this will last. And I think a few minutes after I said that, the pen occurred. And, but we get our Italy-England final. We will. By the way, yeah. sorry, but you got to shout Jeff out, too. I Didn't will, he yeah. call Denmark going, like, this far? Did you have him in the championship or just the semis? Semifinals. I got three out of four right. Yeah, My semifinals. Yeah, I got the final right. <laughs> yeah. He has Italy versus England. And he did have Denmark. I think yeah. the other team with Italy was Belgium that you had, right? Or was uh, it? Portugal. Portugal. Right, it was Portugal. And, I mean, I'll admit, we kind of got on your case. We're like, wait, you have France losing that early? And, and they did. Go to my Facebook. I got laughed at for posting that. That's true. That's yeah. wild. So we do have to apologize to Jeff or everywhere. Else. <laughs> Not just us. The Facebook world, the Twitter world. Um, yeah. At the yeah. footy corner, too. Everyone apologized to if Jeff. If Steve was here, this would have been an interesting, interesting thing. If he would have apologized or what he would have done, I mean, that shit, that would have been insane. <laughs> Maybe what I'll try to do is because he can't usually come on at this time of night. I'll just try to get him on. As, I'll do a solo episode and have him on as a guest. We'll see what his his takes are on what's occurred. And, um, I will ask that. I'll ask him if he's uh, going to apologize to Jeff for any any outtakes. <laughs> yeah. we have. If he's not a formal apologize to Jeff. We, we'll get a preview on if it's happening. We'll see what he says at the footy corner too. Or we could send him like a little video. Yeah. And we could post it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll retweet that. Um, but yeah, shout out, shout out Jeff. And if Italy does win, mate, I might have to like see what your calls are. The funny thing is though, I'll stick to you for international soccer. I don't know what happened in the, well, you did call the premier league champ too, but in our weekly thing, you, you didn't do so hot. So I don't know. But that's tough because that's a draft. That's a draft. So he can only pick who's available. No, no. You know what I mean? The, um, I meant weekly picks uh, for the Premier League. Oh. So we'll stick to you for international. I might ask you what happens in the Gold Cup. Um, <laughs> Alfonso Davies is out, I heard, though. So that's yeah. Um, so let's, speaking of which, let's kind of work our way here. We'll save the big preview, England, Italy. For the end. So those that are listening, uh, you know, if you want to hear that, I guess you could, I, I suppose there's a skip button and you can go to that. But uh, to keep our listeners intrigued, we'll save that for the end. Just a few small tidbits before we get to that. Copa America is going on. Ari, um, you did mention two finals coming up. That's the final you were mentioning. Uh, Argentina and Brazil will face off. 
uh, Saturday, which will be today, probably when the pod is released to people. Um, before we get there, I think Brazil Peru happened, you know, before the last pod. We talked about that a bit. But Argentina, Colombia, did any of you catch, happen to catch any parts of that match? I did not. I might have. It was bananas. It, I mean, so the, the match was back and forth, and I was just getting a lot of texts about it. I'll admit I didn't watch really the match itself. But when it went to shootouts, um, I did watch it. And it was David Ospina of Colombia, former Arsenal, against Emmy Martinez of Argentina, also Arsenal. So I had some rooting interests. Um, and it was it was insane. I don't know if you guys have seen the clips. Emmy Martinez, because there are no fans, you can hear everything like the refs and the players are saying this man was trash talking every shooter that came up like he was shit talking if you get a chance to go on twitter or youtube check out like emmy martinez in the shootout he's shit talking everyone there's a moment too where Davinson sanchez former spurs player comes up and he just keeps telling him he's like look at me look at me look at me like as he's about to shoot he just stops him and sanchez just stares at him like what the fuck he stopped three shooters uh, emmy martinez did fair to say he's a badass Arsenal sold the wrong guy. Um, Argentina, are we all behind him to get Messi's title? Yes. No. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win, too. Wait, all right. No. Why? You don't want Messi to win an international uh, title? No. Well, I, I like Brazil. I've always liked them. I just like the type of players that they produce. Like, you know, have fun with it. And I, I, I've i always been a big Neymar guy. I like Neymar a lot. So, um, Jeff, so. Nothing against uh, Messi. Actually, I was going to say – I. So, like, they were re-showing it at, like, 1.30 a.m. And I was going to say, uh, something that I enjoy about seeing him in these tournaments for Argentina, you saw it a lot in the pens, was the, the emotion that he shows. Was it Yuri Mina that missed the pen for Colombia? There were three guys. Mina might have been one. Sanchez was definitely one. Mina may have missed. I'll check who the others were. Um, three guys from Colombia missed. Because someone missed um, for Colombia, I think it was. And, um, yeah, it was Yuri Mina. I think earlier at some point, Yuri Mina scored and started dancing in front of the Argentina keeper. So the second time when Yuri Mina missed, um, the camera zoomed in on Messi and he was saying, dance now, dance now. Like he was just yelling at, at Yuri Mina. And like, that's a shit you don't see from Messi. You know what I mean? For, for Marcelino. So he wants this so bad. And it's cool seeing someone that's literally fucking done just about everything. Want, want something so bad. So, yeah, it's cool to see that from Messi. I, I will say the the celebrations, if you look at it, I would say anyone that listens to this, just watch the shootout. I'm sure they post just the shootouts on yeah. YouTube or something. Like, literally, it takes five minutes. Watch the shootout because, A, the trash talking was electric. B, the moment Arnie talks about is, is electric. And C, sort of the celebrations after each goal or, like, whatever the goal. Like they're just going at each other. Please, everyone, watch the shootouts. Um, yeah, the misses were by Sanchez, Mina, and Car- uh, Cardona. And DePaul misses. Those all defenders? I think so. I don't think Cardona's one. I think well, I mean, when you have Sanchez and Mina taking your first five pens, you got a problem somewhere. Because it's defenseman, bro. But, That's um, true. That's man, true. You, but yeah, so something about South Americans, too. They're so fucking passionate. It's crazy. Maybe it's because of all the pressure and everything aligned with it, but they're just so passionate. It's always... Um, that's why I was shocked when Brian's not a big Copa guy. I'm like, well, when you get to these stages and, you know, you get messy, you get the Neymars, the Brazils, the Argentinas, the Colombias. I mean, like, yeah. this shit is life or death over there. So it's, it's always cool to see. Colombia was, Columbia was impressive. Yeah, they were. And they were your dark horse, actually, to, yeah. to go all the way. So 
you know, we, we announced our dark horses and we all did say it would be Brazil and Argentina and Brazil would probably win. But, you know, we did all pick our different teams and I'll give you credit, Jeff. Yeah, but Colombia made it that far. No one picked Peru, who was the other semifinalist. And I believe they had a third place game that may be going on now. That is. It's going on right now. It's late and it's tied at one. Oh, I'm, I'm warning you that Colombia may have scored. I don't know if your feed's behind. Uh, um, so, Jeff, you said Argentina. Oh, wow. yeah. Uh, tell us why you think Argentina is going to win, and should I go gamble on them since you're picking them? Argentina had it tougher, uh-huh. um, so they got their backs up. Brazil had it pretty easy, and I, re- I really don't like Neymar as a person. <laughs> and I think if they can get to him early and just bother him, he'll start his temper tantrums and shit like that. And Messi wants it more than him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, again, I, I'm I just want to see Messi win his international title. But see what what Jeff just mentioned. I mean, like it's not a Messi Neymar thing. I think Messi. I think they. But I think it's just Brazil. You gotta think, man. Brazilians are so fucking prideful for their country, man. I, they'll surprise you, bro. They'll. I mean, it's just like I don't know. It's just when you think about Argentina, it's all about Messi, and for some reason, he's their guy. Like. But when you go to Brazil, like it's like if Neymar flops, you got other people that could pick up the puzzle and can dominate. And I just, even though Argentina's stacked, I feel like I haven't seen that. Maybe Angel Di Maria, right? He's actually like huge in big games. There's a wild stat about him somewhere uh, in big games, but he is. And it's just that Argentina defense, bro. That always just—that's what it is. Yeah, I'd say too. Lautaro Martinez has been. Uh, pretty good for them in this tournament. I think he's on Inter, right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lautaro Martinez is on Inter. He scored in the last three matches, so he's one to look out for in this final. Uh, wow. But How yeah. did Lukaku take the shine from that kid? I thought he'd be way better than Lukaku, if I'm being honest. They're both they're both, Luka- very, good. They're both Luka- very good players. Lukaku's the, number, the top scorer in Serie A. I know, but I thought Martinez would take that spot. Like, if you told me before this season that Lukaku would have more goals than Martinez, I don't know, just because how much Lotaro has been maybe hyped up, right? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Tomas talks about him a lot. Yeah. He's uh, only 23. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But well, I think just in, Inter needed a big guy in the front. Yeah. Uh, People are saying that Lukaku might leave, though, because uh, what's his name left? Um, didn't their manager leave? Yeah, lots of them. Like lots of teams want Lukaku, and Inter need money. Oh, and they have okay. a capable forward that can cover, and so uh, it'll be fine. I, I mean, not not nothing against Lukaku. I think he's a great striker now. He's developed into one, but I think Inter might be fine. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how Argentina do. I'm. I don't know who's gonna win, but because Jeff said Argentina, I might just put a cheeky few dollars on them, <laughs> just because he's called some wild shit in this tournament or in all tournaments international. Um, and I'm just rooting for them because they have any Martinez. But again, we all picked Brazil, so um, we'll see. What, either way, it should be a great match. Hopefully, that's that's what we see. We see is this skill? This in the World Cup? The, is this in the World Cup? Is that it for Messi? I think so. I think so. That, so I don't think he said anything. But I think has he said anything? He hasn't. But I think I you got to think right. I mean, the dudes. Well, I don't know. I think so. So he's got this in the World Cup, man. This is, in my honest opinion, this is this is it for Messi, man. This is his last chance at a, at a big trophy if we're being honest with ourselves, right? I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, someone said the exact same thing to me. 
I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but yeah, it, because in the world, let's, let's, I mean, face it, Argentina is, is not what they used to be. And I also feel like Europe has taken a big step ahead. I don't think Brazil's what they used to be either. Right. Yeah. Like I was thinking today, like I, I think I could think of right now four European teams that I have more faith in than Brazil. Yeah. I know. I agree. I feel like Europe, if you look at the last world cup results and the last few, I think they've taken a big step up and it's really up to some of the uh, America's sides or maybe an African team to surprise people. Cause I don't see anyone in Asia or Oceania doing anything anytime soon. Uh, shout out to Iran, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, so we've talked about Argentina, Brazil. We'll see everyone else. Let us know who you think will win at the footy corner too. Um, just before we get into the big Euro final for you, as we hit the end of the show, just a couple little small tidbits, transfer news going on. Um, so Sergio Ramos did officially join PSG and I can't make fun of you, Jeff. Um, because it seems like there were two teams aside from PSG that were in for him. And that was obviously you guys. Um, but you did not dangle a 15 million a year offer for two years. Arsenal did that. uh, (laughs) What? Yes. Arsenal offered him 15 million a year on a free transfer, but paying him for two years. And apparently he was... He actually wasn't far off of that. Like they were actually intrigued by it because of the money. But then he's like Champions League. Like obviously, I gotta go to PSG. Bro, if Sergio. I mean, if Sergio Ramos went to a team that wasn't in Champions League, I'd be so blown. Right, and I think that's if they had been and they'd offered him that, he would have he would have gone there. But that's what I'm hearing. But again, it makes sense. PSG's like you said, building something, and if he's that's a smart move for him, I think. He, uh, yeah, in his Instagram thing, in his goodbye, he said he went to the team that he thought has the best chance uh, next year to win it in Champions League. Like, that's that's straight up what he said. Like, not that's not – I mean, that's why he chose him over – like, that's why, you know, he genuinely thinks that. He's the type of guy that he, he's probably right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and I think City weren't offering the same terms as the other team, so – I don't, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think City were as interested as... Can you imagine that if they skip Kane and Ramos? He's a thousand years old. <laughs> well, you don't think Ramos yeah. would start in your lineup? With Ruben Diaz. Every week? No, every week, no. Oh, come on. Ramos, First of all, you get hurt. That would be insane. That would be insane. Better than Nathan Ake, Jeff. Come on, mate. So you're, 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 forgetting, you're forgetting Mr. Stones. Oh. They have to both be healthy. <laughs> You're saying John Stones is better than Sergio Ramos. Well, we're, we, that might happen. I could see. I, I could John see, Stones is young. I could see what he's saying if that if that team wants to build up that young partnership that was really good last year. Makes sense. And is John Stones really still him. young? He's been around though, hasn't he? He's still really young. Check. I mean, if you could look into it. Yeah, he's um, 27. So yeah, he's, which for a center back, that's young slash peak guy. 27 to 31 or two. Yeah, he's got a good fuck, man. Six, seven years in him. Eight. Yeah. And Ruben Diaz is only like 23, isn't he? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he um, robbed Harry Kane of player of the year. No. So <laughs> uh, I will say this. I also heard recently, I don't know how true this is or if he'll be able to learn, but you know how Carlo Ancelotti basically just said, peace out, Everton, I'm out. Goes yeah. back to Real Madrid. 
apparently he shared a phone call with his boy Richarlison. He's trying to bring Richarlison with him over to Real Madrid. Um, so we'll see. I, I mean, that's one to follow. I, it's not like a super, super credible source of mine, but I read it and I thought this would be a funny share to put on the podcast. Um, not only did he say fuck you to Everton, he's basically going to take Richarlison away. And we know that Thomas Rodriguez is probably not going to stick around either. He, he only went to Everton because of Ancelotti. So. Well, he was on loan. So I think he's back to being a Real Madrid player. No, anyway. I thought they bought him. They bought him. Uh, I thought he was on loan. I could I could no, check that. Ancelotti but. was like, you're coming with me, mate. And well, at, at Everton have the Spanish waiter uh, next year to <laughs> coach him through all this turmoil. <laughs> Do you think – well, we didn't, we didn't get a chance to ask you. Do you think – Rafa Benitez is the right hire for them, or do you think they're just Everton and they're forever going to be like between sixth know. and ten? Like he had good years as a coach, like mm-hmm. yeah, he, like he has had success. I feel like he's he's one of those coaches that like when you're not facing him, and or when he's not your manager, because I know he plays very defensive, and some teams don't like how defensive he is. But if you're just kind of watching from the outside, he's a fun guy. It's yeah. fun to watch him like get under people's skin and. He's one of those coaches that are on a certain team. He's the best coach in the world. Like Mourinho, when he was at Inter, he was incredible. Like he was a fantastic coach, like like just brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then you put him on Manchester United, and it's just (laughs) and that's why and that's why I'm I'm actually happy for Mourinho that he's back in Italy. I think he had his like I just think he's comfortable there. He likes it's more to his style, and the Mm -hmm. and the food and the food's better. Yeah, let's face it, Tottenham was not the right decision. For him. No. <laughs> I love that. The food's better. That's true. Um, some other little mini comments, mini things that occurred. Uh, so I told everyone, I think in the solo episode, I said, guys, whatever you do, just fade me in gambling. Like if I say, Or if I say something, go against what I say. Brian did that. Uh, I'm not sure if he shared... Maybe on the uh, – I don't know if you shared it online, but um, he made a bet. He made two bets when we ripped on Spain and Murata. Um, his bets were – now, Jeff, you're, you're going to be in awe with the, the amount of wagers. $2.50 on Spain <laughs> to get through, and it was two fifty five on Alvaro Murata to score a goal. Now, <laughs> the funniest part of all this is Murata does score, but Brian's bet was voided – because Murata did not start. <laughs> so because he didn't start, they voided his bet. And then later when he scored, he's like, this is bullshit. They did this. So I don't think they gave his, his money back. Cause they said it was in the fine print that if player doesn't start, you apparently like the bets voided. Oh. And you get why it's there to protect someone in case the guy comes in like the 89th minute. Right. And doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty funny. Um, I did want to bring up, Steve did mention something. We talked about players playing in the same league. Um, he said the conversation about England and Italy doing well this year was because of all their players playing in the same league. He said that uh, something about that being true because there was a time that like 60% plus of the German national team played for Bayern. Um, this is part of why old U.S. men's national team managers pushed for all MLS players. And I said it's fair to say there's a difference between having all your players in an elite league versus MLS. But um, yeah, I mean, is that, is, is that something we're seeing here with 
Italy and, and, and English teams? Is that why these two advance? Because their players are so based in their countries? Um, yeah. No, it may be, but like, aren't you look you at the past. This last pod, you said that's why Italy's so good. All the players are in Syria. Well, that's part of it, but I also said it's because they're very prideful in what they represent. Like, um, Italians care like probably more about their country than their clubs, even though they love their clubs so much. Like they love their country even more. I mean, you know, yeah, England, England, you can't say the same, especially with the teams in the past, like that were arguably better than this one. I mean, I don't know if I would, I would go there, but I mean, they definitely had a lot of legends on their team and they just didn't cause they cared more about their clubs than their country. Um, cause if that was the case, you'd have like the, these random teams playing probably better than, you know, than you'd think. I mean, you look at Denmark, their players are pretty spread out across different, different countries. I mean, um, but, um, honestly, I think a lot of it comes down to national pride and I know that sounds so corny, but I don't know. That's why I think the Brazils are always, you know, up there and, um, and why Italy is so good this year. But I mean, yeah, I think it does help style of play, you know, pretty similar, but that that's my take on it. I mean, it, it could be true, but. Jeff, you were having thoughts on it too? Yeah, I just think, I think it works in Italy's favor more than it does England. Uh, just because um, with uh, Italy, the, the, the players are top-notch players, but their names aren't on newspapers. They're not on the podcast you listen to. And they're just not house because just the the Premier League is just so pervasive and everything. Like it, like it, so you get these players and I, I, there's probably players on on Italy that I'm oh, sorry on England that really don't know who Bonucci is. Like because they're so young, yeah. Because they're so young. Like you think you think Sacha is uh, like Saka is like uh, up, up to date on what's going on in Italy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, he, he before this final, but maybe not yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially if he wants to break him down. He, he's, I'd hope by this point in time, right now when we're recording, he knows who he is for the final yeah. he's scouting for. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, you're right. And I think, I just think it works with maybe a handful of teams. And, and I think it is these five big leagues, you know, Italy, Spain, Germany, England, Maybe four. What was that? France? Eh, not as much. I think these four leagues, I think if you have teams predominantly from those leagues, maybe, but I think that's just a system of that league being elite. I don't think yeah. like Ukraine, I believe Ukraine had almost all their players from the Ukrainian league. And, and I mean, they didn't, I guess they got kind of far, but they weren't that good. So, and I bet you if, and, and the U.S. is rolling out an almost fully MLS team for this Gold Cup, I can guarantee you they're not going to be as good as the one that you saw in the Nation. Wait, why aren't they fielding out our good players? Uh, a lot of teams are not releasing, I think, players because it's going to come close to time. And also because they just got done doing that Nations League match against Mexico. I think they're just kind of rolling out some of these MLS guys. Um, and they're That's just important. not as fun to watch than as the, the, the other team, in my opinion. But um, hey, uh, I think, yeah, it's just a matter <clears throat> of elite leagues and whatnot. Steve <clears throat> also added something about Everton fans. Um he said, it needs to be said that I cannot find any Liverpool sources showing anything but well wishes for Rafa at Everton. All the bad blood appears to be from the Toffee fans. Get a world-class manager for one season and act spoiled. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts? I guess we've talked a little bit about this with Everton. Do you agree with him? Uh, sure. 
Okay. <laughs> so Everton fans, get your shit together. All right, guys. So we, we've come to... For a club to not reach Champions League in however long um, and to get the quality of managers that they get is kind of insane. Yeah, they spent a lot of money last summer. And the Ancelotti, they got hot. Their owners really want to do good and they're coming up with that new stadium. So I think you got some dedicated owners... They got to be some fucking great salesmen to get these guys to come on board. So even if it was Ancelotti for a season or two, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how yeah Rafa does there. He's done well with some teams. We'll, we'll check that out. Now, the main part, the main event, folks, it's the preview of the final. England, Italy in Wembley Sunday. Uh, you know, before we do big predictions, I just have a couple questions uh, for you guys. So looking at this matchup, you, you know, you have Jeff did pre you kind of saying that he thinks it'll be boring. Um, let's say we're looking at it from an analyst's point of view. I guess that's what we're doing. What will it take for England to win the match? Who wants to start us off on what it'll take for England? What do, what does England have to do well to win this match? They have to score early. Okay. So Jeff, if at least score, if, England scores early, at least could be in trouble because they'll have to open up. White, here's why I think Italy are going to win. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to frustrate. England has historically done very poorly when they get frustrated. And there's no team better in the world than frustrate than frustration than Italy. They'll frustrate you. They get cynical. They get uh, mind, mind games, tricks. Like, plus they have that explosive power on the, uh, on, I'm at, I'm at a loss for words, uh, on the uh, counterattack. Uh-huh. Um, so I think if, I think if it goes into, it goes into the half uh, scoreless, I think Italy wins. Okay. So, you yeah. just, so England have to score early, Italy for them when you said frustrating when is the frustrate, just fresh. Don't, don't let in a goal in the first half and then. You'll, you'll be laughing. <laughs> Arjen, your, your thoughts? What will it take England win? What will it take Italy win? Um, I think it's all if if England can contain Italy. So right after you pass half, half field, just control that narrow area that Italy is so good at. Um, if you can defend like two defensive mids right there just to kind of just stop – whatever fucking madness Italy does in that little, you know what area I'm talking about. If they can control that area well and just stay focused for nine. I mean, they've done a a really good job defensively, but Mm -hmm. this is a team that uh, plays a style that they haven't seen all tournament as far as like how they attack very narrowly in that, in in that one space in between um, midfield and, and goal, like just that, that area. So if they can do that, um, and they really need the, the wingers to show up offensively. Um, flop if you got to, do whatever you got to do, and just give Kane something to work with because um, Kane's kind of been proven that you give him anything, you can make magic out of it sometimes. So um, just just try feeding Kane the ball as much as you can. Just cross it in there and see what happens. It's going to be tough because you got two guys that two of the best in the business that can control a target guy. So this is also big test for Harry Kane as um, a really good poacher and target man um, and taking on two great defensemen that have pretty much made a living and, and won a lot of trophies over covering those types of guys. 
So uh, that'll be uh, an interesting battle. That, but I, overall, I think England, if they just control the area, honestly, are we making predictions now or is that later? We'll, we'll do it in a second here. We'll do it in a second. Okay. I'll give my. But yeah, I, but I, I think, think, I, think probably, I think goalies are going to play a big part. Both <laughs> 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 England's fucked in your book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think goalies are going to play a huge part in this game. And I think if Pickford's going to make a blunder, it's definitely going to be this game. Oh, right. oh really? Yeah. So you're calling – man, can you imagine TalkSport after Jordan Pickford has made a <laughs> massive error? I will definitely have TalkSport on after this game no matter what. Uh, I will say this. Um, all right, so you – based on what you said, you'd play Rice and Phillips, both of them, to stop any attack. Or I know – I'm not trying to be a homer, but – or Henderson, like if he's healthy – Mm-hmm. I think he's someone, no, he's someone, he's someone that can play that, that area very well. And he's, he has experience in high pressure, big games that, you know, I don't know if Rice or Phillips have, um, that I, not saying that I don't think they can perform, but I'm saying someone like Jordan Henderson who plays for a pretty big club has played in, in multiple finals, you know, and he still looked at it as a leader on that team, maybe even him, but yeah, definitely. I think I'd run two defensive mids to try to contain that, the, the, the quick passing and pace of Italy up top. Speaking of that, I actually had missed something earlier. Uh, Grealish did get subbed in and out of the last match uh, and it was an injury, but he wasn't too upset. Southgate called it um, tactical, you know, because yeah. they were looking for the goal. And then when they scored, he took him out. I think it was. Anderson. Um, so, so I, I do want to give a shout out to Jack Grealish for not like causing a ruckus. Cause it is like, people get upset when they get subbed in and out. It is a little embarrassing, but I think any, you know, true fan could see that Southgate and I'll say this about Southgate. So I'll, I'll talk about the keys to the game. Um, I'll give mine. I think Southgate has to just keep doing what he's been doing. Meaning this, I think this English team as compared to others, they've done a really good job of putting in pieces that work, not finding a way to fit all the good players on the field at once. Right. Cause there's a lot of controversy. People are like, Oh, Grealish. Why hasn't Grealish started? Why hasn't Foden played every match? Um, I think what he's doing is he isn't putting the best 11 players on the pitch. He's putting the best 11 that'll work with each other. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that he's done a really good job compared to other managers in the past who tried to fit, you know, Lampard, Gerard, Rooney, all these people on at the same time when they weren't really meshing the way that this team meshes. So, so if they are to win, I think they all have to be on their game. And I think Southgate has to not, as as good as it looks to maybe go the other way, don't sway in that direction. Um, for Italy, uh, I think that uh, they've proven they can win <laughs> multiple ways. They They've proven they can bring the attack on. And that they can counter it like the match against Spain, sit back and hit. Um, and I think if they do that in this game, they they should have a good shot at, at catching England because Denmark almost did a few times. Um, and I think that they're so good uh, at holding down the fort. And I'll talk a little bit about Harry Kane in a second, that if they have their spacing right, they can definitely hit and, and score. So that'll be the key for them. Now, I do want to ask you guys one more question before we make a prediction. Each team's key player. Tell me one guy on each side that is a key to their potential victory. Whoever wants to start is fine. You go first. Okay. Um, For England, we've said it. I think we all said it. 
last panel, I'm going to keep saying Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to have to score for them to have a chance here. Um, if this goes to pens, he's going to have to hit his pen adding Alvaro Morata right now. Um, <laughs> so that that's who, in my opinions, you know, I, but it's it's like three guys. It's like him and those two holding mids, in my honest opinion. That's who's going to have to show up. But for, for Italy, I don't know, man, because I don't know who has to show up because it seems like if one guy's slumping, you could just name another guy that could just fucking pick it up and fucking score a curler out of nowhere, you know, because that's just how they are. So um, I don't know. I don't know who it is for Italy because they got, I don't know, they got replaceable guys because they're that good, I feel like. Okay. Jeff, do you have any, any ideas of who your key players are? Uh, Donnarumma. Donnarumma for Italy. Okay. I just, have a, I just have a feeling this is going to be all come down to who has the better keeper. So especially, Pickford. Especially if it goes to uh, penalty kicks. Like England, England's toast if it goes to penalty kicks. <laughs> England is toast. And not, I'm not talking about just historically and past. Like, like if Sterling stood up to take a penalty – yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be very confident. I agree with Jeff in that aspect. Even spot takers, Italy is very good, actually. Whereas you look at England, maybe other than Harry Kane, right. I can't name someone that I'm actually really confident about hitting a pen. That's true. Well, they don't have James Milner taking penalties for them. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's clutch. Um, okay, so my key players—they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, Harry Kane's been mentioned quite a bit, and I think uh, he's he's the key to the key player, if that makes sense. Right? I think English wingers, whoever is playing on the wing, definitely Sterling being one of them. I don't know, you know if they're going to stick with, with Sokka out on the other wing, but I think what has to happen is the only way – I don't think Kane is going to break down these two defenders. I don't think there's a chance in hell those two give any space to Kane to do what he has to do. So what has to happen, in my opinion – Kane's going to have to drop. He's going to have to drop back into a position where he could pick up the ball, maybe like a little more outside the box and set up one of the wingers. Like that through ball he gave to Saka. I think he's, they're going to need another one of those to either Sterling or Saka to get something done. So I think what has to happen is Kane has to drop back. Now, what, who does that make important for Italy? In my opinion, that makes Jorginho uh, important for Italy because he then so that the center backs don't get dragged out with Kane. I think he has to hold his fort, hold his position to pick up Kane when Kane comes to find those areas. So I think that little area on the pitch, just outside the Italian box, that little matchup, I think Kane's going to have to come out there and and the wingers have to be ready. And Jorginho for for Italy has to stay home um, and let his other players do the counterattacking like he's done all tournaments. He's had a good tournament, had a cheeky penalty, uh, as John Champion said in, on the call here in the U.S. against Spain. Um, so, yeah, it, I think it all comes down to that. That's the one matchup I'll be looking at. So it'll be fun. I think it's an exciting game. I think we're all excited. So now is the time. Let's make our predictions. I'm going to start with Jeff because I think we know what he's going to say. But I just want to hear what you think the score will be and, and pick one goal scorer. Uh, I'm, I'm flipping back and forth uh, between one nothing Italy and 2 nothing Italy. Uh-huh. I think – Italy will get a garbage goal at some point and park the bus. And then they might pick one up on the counterattack when uh, England's going forward. But I think uh, Insani is going to score. And it's going to be 
Uh, 2-0 Italy. All right, 2-0 Italy with NCAA scoring. Arin, what do you have as the final? Um, I think England's going to do what Jeff said they got to do, and that's score first. And then it's going to be – I think it's going to become a small shootout. I think it's going to be 2-2 going into extra times. And I'm going to go Bulls. I think England's going to win 3-2 in extra times. Oh, it's not penalty kicks. It's coming home. I don't think I don't think it'll go to penalty kicks. Otherwise, I wouldn't have England winning it. But okay. I don't know. I just both teams are so good. But I said I kind of rode with England at the beginning. You know what I mean. So I'm gonna stay with them here. Um, just I just I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> just quality wise, they're so good too. So um, can't undermine them. So I, I don't know. I just think that that's what's going to happen. I think they finally win something here. Who scores? For England? For anyone. Um, shit. For, I think uh, Jorginho scores a pen uh-huh. for Italy. I think, um, I think Insigne scores as well. Um, for England, I think Harry Kane nets two. Um, and I think, like, it's going to be, like, one of the winger scores, the other one. So, like, maybe – Sterling like you said, maybe soccer Sterling, you know what I mean? Right. So we'll see. Or Grealish, even if he starts, you know, who, I don't know who starts. So, but I think a winger will. Yeah. All right. They're not going to get a pen. No pen. Okay. I'm going to go. I think it'll be one, one. I think it'll go to extra time. And I think Italy will win in extra time. Two, one. Um, who's my goal scorer. That's, that's, that's a tough one because I, I wanted to pick one of the Italian defenders, but, but both teams are pretty solid on set pieces, defending them. So maybe not that. Um, I think you know, Italy's I more like in sound. These, yeah, in these fun. finals, there's always like a random that scores. Like just like the guy that wins it. Because I think if we go back to the Euros five years ago, I don't know if any of you even have heard of him since or know what he's doing since the – do you guys remember who scored the game-winning goal for Portugal against France in the final? Ederson? Uh, huh? Uh, not Ederson. Um, sorry. You're close. You have part um, of the name it, there. Yeah, yeah. I, he's got cornrows. Uh, what's uh-huh. his name, bro? <laughs> he's kind of a joke, too. <laughs> Fuck, I'm blanking out on him right now. Emerson? Or something? It's something S. So, yeah, what is it? It's Ader. Ader. Oh, shit. That's who it is. You're like the fake Brazilian guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he did it. I'm going to go with for this, I think. Really, I'm going to go with Barella. I'm just going with, to me, he just doesn't seem like a likely player to score. I, he has scored, though. Um, I think Barella is going to score for them. So, no, I'm not necessarily rooting for England. I think this is a final I'll be happy with whoever wins it because I think they genuinely deserve it. And, yeah. like, yeah. it's like they both have players that, I mean, I, I can't say I don't like anyone on any of the teams, mm-hmm. honestly. So, even Raheem Sterling, I respect him now. So, it wow. is what it is. Yeah. There you go. I will say – um, Italy have kind of won me over with how they've played in this tournament. I thought, I think they've been an awesome team to watch yeah. and because, and it's not England's fault, but because they won against Denmark on a pen on that penalty, I just, I don't know. I'm moving that sealed it for me that I was rooting for Italy. Um, yeah. but either way, I, I agree with you. Should be fun. Final should be, well, Jeff said it, it could be boring first half boring or, uh, full time. boring. Full time. Okay. <laughs> So people expecting a good match, but, you know, in the finals, it gets like that. And these teams do have the propensity to play a boring match. I mean, yeah. it's just how it is. So um, hopefully. Which manager do you guys, do you guys think is better? What's better? Which manager? There's no comparison. 
<laughs> like, why are we having this discussion? Hey, I, I see. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Mate, <laughs> listen. I'm saying Mancini is has done more and is better. But I will say, if anyone's profile has been has gone up the most in this tournament, Gareth Southgate was a freaking joke before the tournament started. He's less of a. He's not as much of a joke anymore. He's to me, he's managed it very well. Mancini is a better manager. I agree. But I don't think any better dress too. Huh? <laughs> better dress too. Better hair. Absolutely. His hair is. You know who's amazing? You know who's amazing? The assistant coach on uh, Italy. He looks like he's from the '60s. He's from a Fellini movie. Have you seen him? <laughs> amazing. Oh. I think I have. Yeah, their suits are all sharp. I'll give yeah. Yeah. South I mean, it's Italian suits, bro. Come on, you gotta. It's one of the fashion capitals of the world. Armani suits. Have you have you seen the guy in the crowd for England that dresses like Southgate? There's a guy that, in the crowd that wears like a white shirt with a vest and like a tie. It's incredible. I'm sure he'll be at the final. Um, but I will say this. I agree. I think a lot of people agree that Mancini is probably the better manager because Italy have not lost, what, 33 in a row? Hey, Southgate didn't do terrible last World Cup either. I mean. Yeah, he got him to a semifinal. And like, honestly, people will like make fun of his, de- like the decisions he makes. But he's been, granted, their path was easier and it was easier in the World Cup year, but He's made the right decisions that previous England managers did not make with better and players. He, and yeah, I'll agree with that. And it's also people might view him as a joke because it's like an English guy named Gareth. You know, it's not like Mancini <laughs> who's got the Armani suit flashy. You know, you're, you, it's easy to get behind this guy. And be like, man, this guy knows what he's fucking doing. But yeah, here you got Gareth who literally just is. He's like fucking wheat bread. It's just like there's got to be more to you, bro. But like, you know, he, I guess he's making it work. I don't know. Do you mean white bread? Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? But don't you guys feel, don't you have this, like, sense, this deep feeling that someone on England is going to have a absolute massive mistake that leads to a goal? It could be could be Pickford. It could be, so, like, someone. Or like is a Gerard slip. Someone is just going to fuck up so bad. Yeah. Like, um. Like if imagine when it's going to be Pickford and but if anyone like, but imagine if Pickford, like in the last two minutes does a blunder and it goes in, like he, he can't play in England anymore. Nope. Like he, like he can't play for anybody. Like he'd have to, he'd have to go to Italy. He'd have to go somewhere else. Like Italy yeah. will welcome him in with open arms. The death threats, <laughs> like the sheer death threats that he would get. I could yeah. see Slabhead making an error. Yeah. I could see a uh, McGuire. Yeah. Maybe I love that name too, Slab. I've been calling everyone a slab head. Since <laughs> I it. It's a it, great Jeff. name. You're, you're out here bullying uh, the English team on Facebook, mate. Yeah, well, mainly the Liverpool players. <laughs> what do I, heard, I, heard, I heard Jordan Henderson's mom uh, wrote Southgate a letter asking to put him in. Is this actually true? Or is Cause, this no, because it wasn't because it wasn't because it wasn't fair. <laughs> Wait, what was? There's that? no way this is true. <laughs> that. Wait, that he isn't playing. Well, no, yeah, wrote him a letter that she thinks it's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not nice that he that he isn't playing, and uh, all the uh, all the other people are bullying him. And I think yeah, it, I, I think it'd be nice on the team. I think it would be nice if they just <laughs> just uh, put put him on put him on the field. We have but, one. Well, that's what moms do. Well, that's what moms do. That's what moms do. So when it's three nothing, Italy, they put on Jordan Henderson, like, and then uh, you can uh, you know. You can t- <laughs> He can, he can talk about that. He, he can tell his uh, ugly grandkids about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, 
First of all, you only have one Liverpool player on the team. He's played like fucking 30 minutes. <laughs> so I Jeff, I don't know what more you have to say about Liverpool players on England, but. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, most of the team is like Manchester City and United players. I think I think there's even only like one Chelsea player that plays. Mount. Right? Mount. The other two are on the bench all the time. Yeah, I, mean, I guess Sancho's a United player now, so. That's true. Uh, I, I will say it was. Uh, Jeff, you'd appreciate this. There's someone that said when Foden was coming in, he's a guy that doesn't really watch soccer that much. Um, and it was kind of interesting. He was just kind of watching, I guess. And he texted us in a group, some so another group of my friends. Again, he's like the one that doesn't watch any, like he doesn't know anything about soccer. Which one was this, by the way? I might know him. Vince. Oh, okay, never mind. Shout out Vince. Well, I guess he knows a little bit about soccer, but he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't watch it. Yep. He said, as soon as Foden came in, this white-headed dude is about to make a big impact. <laughs> <laughs> so i had to share that for the pot as we as we leave off maybe he'll make an impact didn't didn't your didn't your wife call him miley cyrus <laughs> yes, absolutely she did she did she said he looks like miley cyrus coming. <laughs> yeah i mean hey if if it works i think the whole team is supposed to dye their hair right if they win mm-hmm. no way yeah though they're all getting his haircut yep the haircut no, or like no, they're no dying. the whole shebang the whole shebang like the haircut no, the yes no the whole shebang Surely what does it matter dying it walk with this haircut maybe yes mate jeff what are you talking about dying your hair silver is bold enough but you got to get like the whole yes that's what they're doing they're getting his hair the entire team Can you all right jordan Henderson's not gonna i hope he sits out for a couple of games then for liverpool we can't be having that Can you <laughs> can't be Jack having Grealish doing that <laughs> oh that's Oh, that's going to be tough because I think he's he's trying to get the ponytail going soon. Right? Oh. Are you going to let Grealish run around City like that if he goes there, Jeff? I mean, if. He'd look goofy, Jeff. You could admit. I know you like phone, but Jack Grealish in the haircut would be. You, a- you just don't understand fashion. <laughs> look, you're from Chicago. You understand hot dogs and uh, <laughs> beef sandwiches and, uh, and running really fast to get away from bad stuff but like, <laughs> listen when it comes to fashion i know fashion and phil Foden is uh, fashionable <laughs> and i think with that um we should, we should <laughs> take off any any comments you guys want i guess are there any hot tips i mean there's only really one game or, or do you have a goal score or any gambling tips for people or just or any comments that we want to say before we bet bet heavily on argentina and bet heavily on italy all right Jeff says, I mean, I might do it because Jeff's been right on all these international matches. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I get both wrong, this should be I, this should be a punishment. I think so. <laughs> Malort shot. You have to do a Malort shot with Brian. Where am I going to get Malort? When you it, when you guys get the vaccine there and you come to Chicago. We got the vaccine. We got we got more vaccines than you. When you open your border up. Yeah. <laughs> You guys got more vaccines, mate, but you got your MLS team staying at the Marriott now for like what? what <laughs> I mean, no, they're coming back on the seventeenth. Oh, okay. Home. Yeah, we're just a lot. We're just a lot more cautious than America. Are you? Are you guys gonna like? And sometimes it sucks, and sometimes that sucks. But sometimes, <laughs> clearly, it worked at the beginning of this thing. Are you guys uh, allowing people back in the stadium at then at that time too, or is it going to be empty? Uh it's. There's all rumors now, but it's going to be uh, fully vaxxed. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so you got to have like a card or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So if, if Brazil and England win, Jeff, you're doing a more shout with Brian. And we're all going to video this. Doesn't Brian already have to take it? Do they, make, 
Do they make small bottles of Malort? Like you know shooters? I'm yeah. Going to, I'm going to Binnie's tomorrow. I'll check. Yeah. Mail me one. I'll check. We'll just do that. I might just mail you and Brian one. You guys just do it on the show at the same time. And yeah. I, and then I think I said I'd do one in solidarity. So um, I'll do it. You know what? You know what? If both of those, te- if both of my predictions lose, mail me a bottle of Malort. I'll drink the whole thing. Well, like a small bottle, not uh-huh. big bottle. Still though, die. Jeff, like this. And is- I will read. I will read the Liverpool Wikipedia page as <laughs> uh, as I'm doing as I'm doing shots. Yes, I love. How it. about saying you'll never walk alone? How about you'll never walk alone? How about that? Yes. I don't know that stupid song. <laughs> okay, well, let Jeff read the Wikipedia page, and it'll be it'll be like the show that day. Yeah. Okay, so if those happen. Um, I'll go look tomorrow for some bottles because I'm going. I'm going tomorrow to search a couple things. I'll see what they got, and if they do, you'll see a picture in the DMs. We'll post it on the uh, the account. The Twitter account did get attacked recently, by the way, um, for posting that uh, Danny Ings uh, had rejected his contract at Southampton. Um, so the the account, our intern, has decided to post a couple ITK things, uh, but has been very careful about posting like things that are actually going to happen. So a lot of sources reporting that Ings uh, rejected Southampton. We mentioned it on the pod a few weeks ago, uh, a four-year deal because he wants to go to a, a different side reported by the footy corner. And a Southampton fan came, came at us, um, said that he, that is not true. He did not reject it, um, that he just chose not to sign it and that he could sign it on a later date. <laughs> so that was his theory. And he and Steve got into a fight um, but, but yeah, he, you know, I said, then what's it called? Or the intern said, what's it called then if he doesn't sign the contract you offered? That's rejecting it. So anyway, um, Danny Ings is leaving Southampton. So sorry, Southampton fans, uh, deal with it. I think he still um, has a year left on his contract though. Correct. Doesn't he? He does. They just wanted to give him an extension um, to maybe even protect his value, I guess. But I think he wants to leave. So we'll see. Um, anything else? Man, I was so close to having to order a Murata jersey, actually. Like, legit, I was actually going to do it, too. <laughs> From AliExpress. Oh, my God. That's not even worth spending $15, $20 on. That's shit. Uh, so, anything uh, anything else before we take off? Nope. No. No. Uh, is it Forza Italia? Is that the phrase, Jeff? Yes. We, are we going to get one good one out of you? It means the force. There you go. Forza <laughs> Italia. Arin? Um... I just hope both teams have fun in both competitions. That's what I'm going to say. Cause we're just, we're going to get two good games here and that's it. So I'm looking forward to it. As far as betting goes, maybe just watch the games, like we'll slay off of it for a little bit. You know what I mean? All right. Cause there I think they're go. both unpredictable. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on tonight. Everyone else. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the matches. Um, we'll be on at some point. Uh, either next week or the week after, because we'll, I'm going to give the panel a little break. These guys have been coming on a ton the last few weeks, giving you Euros action. Uh, enjoy it, and we'll see hey, you. Yeah. Quick question for anyone that gets to this part, and even you guys: What do you guys think about Sergio Ramos's haircut? Honestly, I has it changed? Well, it's the it's the long hair. Oh yeah, I like it. You like it, Jeff? Not not fodden, but it's okay. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Not so fun, but it's okay. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about fucking rocking that haircut and going bold. We'll see. How long Do does it. that take? 
For me, bro, we're we this shit grows too quick. I can't be getting a haircut like that, man. Okay. Well, we'll see you looking like Sergio Ramos in the next panel episode then. No, it won't be next panel episode. <laughs> I'll be looking like a homeless man though for a bit. So it's true. We so we will do the preview because there are some circumstances before the season starts that I will not be around. There's gonna be a two-week hiatus. So our season preview will be out at the end of July. Uh so I will gather the panel then. Uh and we will We'll preview the Premier League season a little earlier than usual. Um, so with that said, everyone enjoy the weekend, enjoy the matches. Let's turn it over. We're not going to go to Murata this time. Those that listened to the last episode, we did put Murata before Unai. But we're going to go straight, I promise, this time to Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Bye. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good 